From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this rainy Tuesday, the 18th day of September. Still raining. The day game becomes a night game. Don't be surprised if the night game becomes a doubleheader tomorrow. All possible. I mean, it's pouring right now. We'll see. They still have hours. And the forecast is for it to let up, which is why they moved the game to tonight, because the forecast is that it's going to stop raining this evening. I mean, they they have rain up to like 5 o'clock, and then they have it, uh, you know, somehow clearing. But uh, who knows? I just don't see it right now. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll clear by 7, 8 o'clock tonight, and they'll play this evening. Uh, The Red Sox can clinch on Yankee Field. The Yankees have their three pitches going, and, you know, as badly as they've played lately, they would like very much point of honor maybe to keep the Red Sox from clinching on their field. One win would clinch it for the Red Sox. They'll go Hap Severino and Tanaka. Hap 6-0 with the Yankees. Avaldi going for the Red Sox if they play this evening. If they don't, they move the game to today in deference to the Jewish holiday. Uh, and they had to move it, and they moved it very early this morning to tonight because the forecast gave them a much better chance tonight. And I, I, you know, yesterday I had heard their plan was if they did rain out today, they would play a doubleheader single admission tomorrow. I'll see. I, I don't know that that is still their plan. That was their plan yesterday. Let's see if it's their plan. And I, I think considering what I see on the forecast right now, I believe they'll be reluctant to call this before they open the gates. Because right now, when I look at this thing, it does not have rain at 8 o'clock tonight. So if that's the case... Uh, and you don't have rain at 8 o'clock tonight, maybe they can wait this out and the weather gets better and they play this game maybe a little later this evening uh, with Hap against the Valdi. We'll see what happens. So uh, play it all by ear. Uh, we will do some more on the Yankees and the Red Sox. Two guests today, uh, Bill Simmons, uh, who was giving it to me this morning because he says I wouldn't have him on. Well, I had invited him on a couple of times and he never got back to me, but since the Red Sox are in town, and since he is a great front runner, I mean, he's usually at his best when he's front running, and right now he can be a classic front runner. I mean, he's already talking up the Celtics for this year, uh, and my guy Tyler over here is also a Celtic fan, so I'm going to have to live with that with, with Simmons and with Tyler this year, okay? Which I've dealt with all my life because my brother Marty, God rest his soul, was an enormous, enormous uh, Celtic fan. I had a dog named Hondo, if you remember. Uh, you know, he went from Havlicek to Cowens to Larry Bird. I mean, those were his guys. Um, so we have that going on. And, you know, uh, in town, we have all the giant stuff. So we have Sherma coming up at five today, which is perfect. Who would you want to have but uh, the giant coach to answer some questions, and I have plenty of questions, obviously, about what's going on with this Giants offense. And, you know, people can pick and blame whoever they want. If they're blaming anything right now except the inadequacies of the offensive line, they're not paying attention because you cannot judge anything in that offense right now when you're playing behind a line that will not give you any time to block. The Giants are 30th in yards per play, only surpassed in, in their inefficiency by Arizona and Buffalo. So that tells you what kind of league they're in right now. Uh, Deal gave you yesterday that uh, the giant running backs are getting hit at 0.8 on average past the line of scrimmage. 0.8, not even one yard. And Eli has got 
no time to do anything. I mean, free rusher after free rusher after free rusher to the quarterback, that, that just does not work. And to me, you cannot evaluate the running back or the quarterback when you're playing behind this kind of line. You just cannot. I mean, that's how inept it is. It has got to change and change quickly as they head to Houston this week at 0-2. Seattle last night joined the 0-2 teams with their loss to the Bears. Bears are improved. Obviously, they took a quantum leap, uh, you know, quantum leap forward uh, with the you know, addition of Mac to the, you know, to the lineup because he makes a big difference. So now uh, we get ready for week three. The Jets in Cleveland will start it off on Thursday night. Browns favored uh, against the uh, Jets. Uh, been a while since the Browns were favored, but they're favored against the Jets uh, at 0-1-1. They easily could be 2-0 right now. Um, as they send Gordon packing to the Pats, one of the few teams that could even think of handling him. I mean, listen, if you can handle him, he can really play. But the odds on handling him are very, very small. I saw, and we got a lot of things to get to. And a lot of it today will be Giants. A lot of it will be, we'll do some Yankees and Red Sox. We'll also do a lot of Giants and a lot of the NFL today. One of the things that I saw was the story. Do you see the story from the Hall of Famers? The Hall of Famers in the NFL wanting, petitioning the league through Damara Smith and through... Uh, the man who now runs the Hall of Fame, Baker, that they want health coverage and pay for the Hall of Famers. And to me, this is categorically wrong. Here's why. I have no problem with older players being taken care of. I think they've been taken care of completely inadequately by the league. I'm for all of them getting more money. I'm for all of them getting health benefits. I'm for all of them getting bigger pensions. So I think they put their heart, their soul, their, and their body and their head and their brain and their future on the line. So they deserve to be paid. And I think they absolutely deserve to be compensated for what the league they built. Absolutely. It was outrageous that Johnny Unitas couldn't sign an autograph because he had no feeling in his right hand. Uh, and he wasn't taken care of. I mean, that's outrageous. Johnny Nice built this league. So I agree with that. But I think the Hall of Famers are sending the wrong message because they're the guys, first of all, they're the elite 1%. And any of them who are heading to the Hall of Fame now, be they coach or player, they have been incredibly compensated through the years because they're stars. You're not a Hall of Famer unless you've been a star, unless you've been a top player, unless you've been an all-pro and a winning coach, you're not a Hall hall of Famer. That's the elite 1%. So in the last generation of players, you have to have been paid. So that's going to fall on deaf ears going forward. To me, yes, Jim Brown has not gotten paid. He was making $7,000 a year and was working on loading trucks in the offseason when he was leading the league in rushing. So, yes, I understand Jim Brown did not get paid. Even Terry Bradshaw didn't get paid. He told me the other night when I uh, did the the, uh, night with him, that the highest salary he ever had in a season was $450,000. Now, that's not a couple of cents to Jim Brown, but still a couple of cents compared to guys now taking down $130 million as quarterbacks. Made $450,000 was his highest salary. The point is, going forward, though, there's no problem for Hall of Famers, be they coaches or players. So to me, 
there's no market for what they're doing. That should be them using their leadership. Plus, the other part of it, which I should have mentioned, is Hall of Famers also, because they're Hall of Famers, have an ability to make money just by signing their signature, making an appearance. It's a license to print money for the rest of your life. There are shows you can go to. There are card shows you can go to. There are autograph sessions you can go to. There are appearances you can make because you're a Hall of Famer. So that's a license to print money also. So there are many ways in the past and the future and the present for the Hall of Famer to be paid. So to me, I have no sympathy for the Hall of Famer. Their statement about the league, you know, grossing billions of dollars in revenue, commissioner making $40 million a year, all outrageous and absolutely the player has not gotten taken care of. But they should be more concerned with the rank and file player than concerned with themselves in the Hall of Fame. So cutting a check for the top 1%, I think, would be meaningless. And I think it would be wrong. I want health coverage for all the guys who played in that league. If you played X number of years in that league, and I'd make it not two games, if you played in that league a reasonable amount of time. And the average stay in the league, if you go by everybody who comes through, is 2.8 years, I believe, or 2.something years. Not a lot of guys last 10 or 15 years in the NFL. Quarterbacks do, linemen might... Running backs on the average last like six. Good ones. I'm talking about like good ones. Regular running backs don't even last three years. I mean, there's a lot of them come and go in one year. So the bottom line is, to me, it's about the rank and file. It's about the good player who's 45 years old. He's getting a pension, but he's not getting enough. His health benefits are not taken care of. Those kind of guys need to be taken care of. That the Mike Webster wasn't taken care of and the Dave Dewison wasn't taken care of and the Junior Seau wasn't taken care of. That's what you want to see. So to me, I think that's a wrong, just a wrong-headed message and a wrong direction for the Hall of Famers to go, worrying about themselves. And I don't know that every one of those Hall of Famers is on board. A lot of them are wealthy men. I mean, I don't know if that was signed by guys. Uh, you know, I didn't see everybody who signed it. And if it was signed by some of the guys like coaches like Gibbs, Parcells, uh, Gibbs, Ditka, Parcells, those guys are all wealthy men. So I don't know that they even got involved. Or if they did, they're probably doing it for the players. But the point is, taking care of the top 1% is not what the league needs to do. The league needs to take care of the older players, the guys who played in the 60s and the 70s, who didn't make the big money, who don't have the ability now to take care of themselves and are indigent and are hurt and are, are piling up bills. Those are the guys that need this league needs to not turn their back on, and they have turned their back on those guys. And that's the players the Hall of Famers should be looking to help. Not the Eric Dickerson, but the guy that you never think about who blocked from for four years or five years. Not... Even Jim Brown, but the guy who played in that era, who was a good, solid player, who you've never thought of again, who isn't a Hall of Famer, who can't do interviews, who isn't going to be you know, chased by cameras, who doesn't have enough money right now to live on, and who can't afford his, his mounting medical costs. There's some sad stories out there, even for some talented and, and celebrated players. Look at Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell's a mess. I mean, I know players, I'm not going to mention their names, who are 50 years old and are in terrible shape physically. Some of them are well off, some of them aren't. 
but they're in terrible shape physically. Not everyone. And I was talking to Terry about that the other day. I said, you know, it's, it's funny. I see Terry walk in and he's in good shape. I see Roger Slavik walk in and he's like in great shape. Then you see a guy like Earl Campbell who can't even walk. So it gets some people differently. It just does. But to me, I think the message is the right one. I think the group they're trying to make it about is the wrong group. It shouldn't be about the 1%. It should be about the guys who really need it. So we got a lot to get to today. As we said, Bill Simmons wants to crow about his Red Sox and talk about some other things and, uh, you know, probably bust on the Yankees and the Giants and everything, which we'll give him a chance to do. It's fun. We'll have the Giant head coach, Pat Shermer, coming up at 5. Yankees, Red Sox, will keep you up to date, weather permitting this evening. As of right now, the game is a 7.05 start with Evaldi and Hap, weather permitting. It's supposed to stop is the message. Let's see if it does. Back after this.